I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. And welcome back for another episode with Terry and myself. This week, we'll dive into a subject that most people like to talk about, and that's their kids. Unless you're saying they're bad. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Spoiled Kid. I don't think it's possible for a man to sit down with a remote in his hand and stay on one channel. Like, if you get a sandwich, you gotta flip. That's definitely true. Because I don't think I can handle one more episode of the Gilmore Girls. It is really getting old. Well, I think that's just the the guys have to be flipping through the channels anyway. I mean, they can't. Their attention span is like that of a a nano. Their attention span is like that of a gnat. I can understand that. And so you guys have got to constantly be flipping through the channels. You can't land anywhere for any length of time. Yeah, it's got to be really good to watch the whole show. Yeah. But I stumbled upon, you remember that TV show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah. Had Will Smith, what was the other guy's name? Carlton. Carlton. And they lived, where'd they live at? Bel-Air. Oh, that was like, that's upscale, is it not? Oh, it's very upscale. But, you know, I sat there and I watched a few minutes of it, and Carlton, I think his life was just totally different than mine, Terry. Yours wasn't like his? Well, I lived on the rural route, and I just don't think I ever had any of those kind of things that he had. Well, I think, and this is just an assumption, but I think you can easily assume that if you live in Bel Air, I mean, that's a pretty ritzy part of California, pretty expensive part of California. Uh, To have a home there, there's no telling how much it costs. So, yeah, Carlton probably had anything and everything that he wanted. And again, let me point this out. I'm not running down the rural route that I say I come from. I'm I'm not running it down. I mean, you loved it. I did. But, uh, you know, there's a world out there that you just don't know exists. And you watch little snippets of that and you go, dang, I ain't never seen that. I ain't never had that. Well, I mean, would you say that definitely there's some differences between how you grew up and apparently how Carlton grew up? And there's probably any, probably big difference between you and I, because you grew up in this town that we both live in now to where I grew up in the population Maybe 490 people there. Yeah. Everybody knew everybody. And then we came to your town to get our groceries, you know, once a month or so. And it was like, wow, look at these buildings. Yeah, but let me ask you this from a standpoint of you talked about having things. Let me ask you this. So did you have to purchase your car or did your family provide a car? Purchase. Okay. And what did you purchase? Uh, 1970 Ford Torino. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it uh, it was uh, you know, but yeah, I had to, and I had I would have handled. My dad just didn't, you know, if something broke, I had to pay for it. He was not for any reason gonna do that for me. Although he had fourteen cars, I couldn't have any of them. So if you broke down, it just been too bad. 
you and, and you've called him before and said, "Hey, can I borrow one of your vehicles?" Yeah, oh yeah, and this was after I got older, and this was after I got married. And uh, he still wouldn't let you borrow uh, one. You didn't touch his car. And I guess that speaks to how people have been reared. I guess to be appropriately uh, correct on that is I think about my life and how my parents provided for me and my brother as opposed to how we provided for my daughter. And I guess you could think of, you could pick apart the pros and cons of both of those. My first car, and I don't remember the model, was a Pinto. Yeah. A Ford Pinto. You had to punch the glove box, and I had a cassette player installed in there. I mean, I thought I was hot stuff. I remember Plaid seats and then i look back and and don't get me wrong i was grateful to have that car i got a toyota celica later on and i really thought i was moving up in the world and then i think back to my daughter who is i would never go as far as saying that she's spoiled now and, and this is the irony of it she inherited my old car okay which was it was a nicer car. I'm not going to say right. what it was, but it's, you know, it's a car that somebody would go, wow. I mean, she's driving an X. What they didn't realize was, I mean, that was a hand-me-down. It, I mean, it had a hundred and something thousand miles on it. Did I think it was a reliable car? Yes, yeah, she went to college in it. Yeah. Uh, she ended up getting another car because we won't go into there because that car basically Died. blew up. Yeah. And, um, and she got another nicer vehicle. So I think the question is, do we think that kids have it better now than you and I did? When we were growing up, and do we think they're better for having nicer things and having it easier, or do we think we're doing them a disservice? What would you think? Well, and, you know, let me go back to my dad. I'm not running him down for not helping. I, I don't understand it because on my end, you know, if my son broke down, I would do it out to make sure he could get where he needed to go. That's that's just me. But my dad wasn't going to do that. But I'm not running him down. But do you I think do- that's an issue where it's more generational or the generations that people grew up in as to how they reacted? I mean, was- I can't see my dad. And my dad, I, I would think, was probably a tad bit younger than your dad. I can't see my dad not doing anything he could for Let's just say his son, because you know with his with a daughter, yeah. you know, your dad may have reacted different. I don't know. But I think it's also, do you think it plays into if your dad came from a middle income where, let's just say my dad came from modest means. And so you don't want your kids to have to repeat what you lived through. Well, they were, you know, as far back as ever since we left Scotland, we ain't had nothing. <laughs> it was the worst decision I think we ever made. We had a castle over there, and it's been downhill ever since. But, I mean, I look back on the things that we do for our kids. Right, and I do think today's kids get a little much I, I, overall as a as a blanket. Yeah, and you hear a lot of speculation as to are we doing them a favor or are we kind of doing them a disservice. And my thing is I do a lot for my child. And I will continue to do a lot for my child. But this is where I draw the line. If she starts to expect it. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference there. And I think that everybody has their limit. And I think we know some people, and we won't call them by name, and we know we've heard of stories of people that we may not know firsthand, where when Christmas rolls around, I mean, they can't stuff enough presents in the house. Right. Whereas other people that may come from the same economic status, same economic level, may say, that's just not how we're going to 
provide for our kids. We're going to give them some great gifts. But at the end of the day, I expect for them to pay for their car, for pay for their insurance. When, when you start talking about parenting, there are different ways that people parent. I mean, some people make their kids and they can be way up the food chain, but they still expect their kids buying their own vehicle, right. pay for their own gas. If you're going to go to college, I might pay for your college. They more than have enough money to pay for it. But that's just how they want to raise or rear their children. On the other hand, you and I know the extreme, and Johnny don't even get up from the table to get him a glass of water. He's got mama doing it. You know, and you've seen the type, and it starts as a kid to where the kid throws a fit and the parents don't do anything. There's no repercussions for acting ugly, I, I guess is the way yeah. I'm going. And then it starts there. By the time they're a teenager, it gets a little worse. And then by the time they're adult, they're not leaving home or working. And the parents pay for it all. Well, I think it's one of those things that you have to call into question is, what are the side effects or what are the negatives of giving your kids too much? And how do you know when you're giving them too much? And, and I guess that's different for different people. But, you know, everybody else can answer that. It's just the parent who can because they watch it from the outside. You know what I mean by watching? Yeah, it from and the outside? I mean, I hear stories all the time where mama's calling wanting to know why Junior didn't get the job. Yeah. At what point do those kids have to be able to stand on their own two feet? And I guess those those are different for different families. There's an article that's out there that is titled The Danger of Giving Your Children Too Much. So what are the dangers? Because I know they exist. Well, it said, here's some reasons why your child is better off with less toys. And this is just, you can use this on anything. You know, it doesn't have to be less toys. It can be less. I mean, let's face it. Kids nowadays, I don't know if that's because you didn't have it as a child and you want your children to have it. You have more income, disposable income, so you can do it. Or you have a credit card and you really don't have the means to buy it. But by darn, I'm not going to let Junior do without. But at some point, you know, it gets down to, is your child better off? This is indicating that they will be better off because it, le- it lets them learn to use their imagination. They tap into their creativity. They learn to take better care of their things. Think about that. I remember my grandmother telling me that she got a a doll. And you know, back then, they were the porcelain Correct. heavy dolls. And her siblings talked her into burying it. And she said, I don't know why I wasn't smart enough at that moment. She was younger to know better, but that it cracked. That's all that her parents gave her for Christmas because back then and I don't think there were many families that had a lot to give back then she went that whole year with that cracked doll you know now I mean think about some of these kids they value nothing that they get and they just expect if something happens mom and daddy are going to be right behind them to buy them that same thing if not better yeah Yeah, exactly and I mean like I said I was lucky to get you know even with vehicles have you ever noticed how nice a vehicle and don't get me wrong i mean i could be guilty of that and being in that same category that we give our kids to drive whereas you and i and it's kind of more of and i hate to say it in some regards i don't know that it's a status thing whereas in our day it was a set of wheels that would get you to your destination it didn't matter what it looked like i mean you think about all the people that you went to high school with some of them you were like wow that was a nice car but nobody really thought anything if you were driving old hunker it was just 
if you could get to a party or not, if you could get to a ball game or not. That's all it counted was that it's different now. Well, you pull them to a high school now, and the kids have got nicer cars than you and I drive. Oh, I mean, some of these kids are driving trucks that are seventy, eighty thousand dollar trucks, if not more. Yeah, I know. And so I guess that's where they're getting at is, I don't know, is it better or not? So here's another one. Develop more patience. Learn to play well with others. Now, this is talking about toys, and we're talking about bigger, nicer things. Yeah. Be givers, not takers. So do you think if you have everything that that necessarily means that you are not a giver? I I don't know. I think it makes a difference when you work for something rather than it's given to you. And it goes back to, you know, as a teenager, if your parents bought you a set of tires and you boil the tires out and they went slick within three months and then you went and bought them, you didn't burn rubber as much. That is probably one of the life's lessons. Oh, yeah. Or just a simple thing like you bought them something for Christmas or their birthday and they lost it or they tore it up or they let a friend borrow it and they never got it back. And then you have to make that hard decision where you say, okay, well, if you want another one, you're going to have to buy it. And it's tough because as a parent, especially if you have the means to go do it, your first instinct is, let's run out and replace it. Yeah. Because Junior or Sally's going to be upset until they, you know, and I don't mean throwing a fit, but I mean, they're going to be without until they get this. But the better, um, I guess that's the question. Is it the better lesson to say, definitely, I see, you know, where you don't have it. I hope you can earn some money to get it. Because, I mean, I got to tell you, if I had to cut grass for several weeks or if I had to do some babysitting or whatever the case may be, to finally earn enough money to replace that thing, I got news for you. I'm going to be taking care yeah, of it. Yeah, you don't tear up what you got to pay for. You you just don't. It's, it's it's respect. Is that the word for it? Yeah, and I mean, did you have to clean your room up when you were growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. And did you have chores that you had to do? Yep, didn't. Uh, but we did, did you get allowance? We didn't get allowances. I got a little bit of money, but nothing, I mean, nothing to it may have been to buy a Coke and maybe go to a movie or something like that. But, I mean, you have to think about it. I mean, that wasn't a whole lot of money back then. Right. Nowadays, that's the $10 million question is, how much do you give them and when do you stop? When do they learn how to stand on their own two feet? Because you and I won't be here forever. No, you and, will and not. And that's the thing that I want my kid. Does mom and daddy provide for her? Yeah. And does she have some nice things? Yes. But here's the irony of that. I will say this, this about her. She'll finally break down and say she needs some more clothes. She's got to update her wardrobe. And I'll say, well, you know, what are we looking at? She wants to pay for it herself. I mean, she's always had a summer job. She's always had a job during Christmas. And I like the fact that she still wants to earn some money when she was in college, which she is now. She was looking at taking this job. And we finally had to say, well, how many hours is this? And it was 20 hours. That may not seem like a lot, but for us as a senior in college, it was like, first of all, you know, you were kind of robbed of this last year with COVID. So second of all, it's your senior year. Your job, as far as mom and dad are concerned, or is college, is your grades. So we said, why don't you back off of that? But I still took pride in knowing that the way she thought about it, it was, I need to get a job, and I need to earn some money. Right. And we had to say, back off, enjoy your senior year, and focus on your school. But there are a lot of people out there, no right or wrong, that would either, A, expected their kid to get a job because they needed them to. You yeah. know, they may not have had the means or maybe they really just wanted them to have a job to make sure they could take care of their own and that they knew the value of a dollar. And then there's others out there that, 
I mean, they're blowing and going mom and dad's money like there's no tomorrow. And you see a lot of times somebody go to college and they just, well, they party the whole thing away. And then you see the guy that's 30 years old in there that's got a family and he's doing his best to keep a job and go back to school. And you wish you could take that student that is this blowing mom and daddy's money and go, look at this guy. This could happen to you. You know, respect what your parents are doing for you. And this guy's doing it all on his own. But you sometimes can't make them see the light. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, I mean, and and here I've told you about the things that we provide for our daughter. I would say on the other side, you're talking about yourself when you said if, you know, you had to buy your own set of tires, you had to pay for your insurance on your vehicle, you had to buy your vehicle. I still think those are huge life lessons so i'm on the other i mean i'm not on the extreme side but i'm kind of there in the middle where yeah my kid drives a nice vehicle yeah we pay for our insurance yes we pay for our gas but again there are certain things that i do expect for her to do and i expect for her to be able to stand on on her own two feet and the minute that she starts saying i won't i won't i won't I'm probably going to be done. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I get that. you want those kids to grow up and not be the one, like I said, that's got mama calling because junior didn't get a job. And I'm talking about these are kids that are graduating from college. Yeah. I think we all struggle with that as parents. What, when is enough enough? And when am I putting them in a position where they just start expecting it? And when they get out in the real world, they don't even know how to act in the real world. They're going to lean on mama and daddy all day long. I, I see this, and I know you do. Oh, yeah. And we love these people that we hang around with, but we do see where mama and daddy is still taking care of kids and their kids, and they're in their late 20s and 30s. Is that right? I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. It if the parents be. want to do that, then by darn, they ought to have the, uh, the ability the, to do it. You said the ticket while ago, they're not going to be there forever. Yeah, and that's the thing that bothers me. I'm an old parent. I mean, I'm an old fart having a child. And while I would love to give her the moon, and I don't think she's doing without, I still need her to be able to stand her own two feet when mom and daddy are gone. Because we won't be here. We've both, I think, got good children on on this subject here. But we both know others that, that do not, that almost demand and yell at their parents if they don't buy them. You've seen that fit. You've seen it. It is awful to watch. Well, listen, here's a lesson. This is a funny thing. I remember us, my brother and I, we kind of overlapped in college, okay? And, And there's no right or wrong with this. He is a great salesman to this day. He is a terrific businessman. He really is. But he didn't start out that way, and here's why, okay? So I would come home, and it was just me. And this is kind of my daughter. And this is why I said I give because I know she doesn't expect it. I would come home and I really kind of counted on my parents coming to the football games. And I kind of depended on that because we'd tailgate, which was totally different than it is today. And my mama wasn't going to ask if I needed any money. But I'd count on my dad saying, you need some money? Well, heck yeah, I needed money. Yeah. And so I'd say, well, you know, I'd him haul around hoping and praying he was going to give me some. And he always did. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it was a little bit, you know, Spending a little extra. Week. Yeah, a little extra money. My brother, on the other hand, would come home when he came home and he'd get into this big story about he bought him a new watch and he'd be sporting a new shirt and he ate out at this restaurant and that restaurant and the other restaurant. And in the next breath, he'd say, I'm broke. I need some money. I was thinking, wouldn't come home wearing all that you need to come home in rags and you need to act like you've just about eaten the last bit of roman noodles that you can stomach 
and that you have done this and that and this and that to make your parents want to give you some more money. It took him a while, I think, to finally master that. And hey, he's a great salesman now, but he wasn't back then. I've probably changed the ending of this podcast three to four times before I finally come up with the ending that I wanted to say. Sometimes as a parent, you can give too much, and sometimes you can give too little. And what I mean by that, it's not always money that a child needs. Sometimes it's a pat on the back. Sometimes it's a handshake. Sometimes it's a hug. The hard part is knowing which one to use. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. We'd like to say thanks for dropping by. And if you don't mind, tell a friend about us. We sure hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.